Bel- Belichick's lost a, he's lost a step to I'm me. I'm not going to do I, this. I'm not going to do this. This is Annex Squared. What is up? We appreciate your company. It is episode two, Annex Squared, back in your lives. That is UFC broadcaster and my identical twin brother, John Annex. My name is Jason Annex. Week one is in the books. Week two beckons. What's up, buddy? What's happening? Oh, it's good to see you. We're just a few hours removed from Monday Night Football. Seahawks over Broncos. A lot to get into from week one. I got my Dixon Ticonderoga number two pencil. I'm very excited. Interesting microphone angle for you. Is that optimal? I, I mean, I guess our, our producer, Zach Phillips, has all the uh, the screws tightened. But it just it's interesting how, how offset it is relative to... Uh, to your skinny face. It's bothering you. Well, as long as I sound okay, I wanted you to be able to see my face. Appreciate you calling it a skinny face. My wife tightened me up a little bit with the microphone, so hopefully it sounds good. Um, yeah. So yeah, we are here Tuesday morning on the hammer. Appreciate the opportunity. So fascinating talking about the National Football League Tuesday morning. So much to get to. For those of you who didn't join us last week, we pick five games against the spread in the National Football League. We go against You just each said other. National Football League twice. I let it go the first time. NFL is good, too. Thanks. We pick five games in the NFL against the spread. We go against each other, but ultimately we're trying to submit five to the Circa Super Circa Four Pro Football Contest. I pronounced it right. I, I said it perfectly. Anyway, we have to talk about the survivor. I'm reluctant to do so. Should we get that out of the way off the top? Yeah, Circa Survivor Pro Football ball contest. Uh, This will be the last year I submitted entry. So I wondered aloud on the pilot episode of Annex Squared last week, if I should take a thousand bucks and bet it on the bills to win the AFC or to win the Super Bowl or find a future uh, or to play the survivor. And part of the reason why I almost bet on the Buffalo Bills and didn't do the survivor was because I really couldn't find a good game in week one. And certainly retroactively, I could sit here and say, dude, don't overthink it. Just play the Dolphins. I mean, that was your number one bet on the board, right? Uh, Instead of playing a road team with a lot of variables like the Denver Broncos, you know, (laughs) but uh, I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, I learned my lesson the hard way last night. I did hedge, right? So I got 300 of my 500 back last night, betting on the Seattle Seahawks live in a pick'em scenario, minus 115 and then minus 105. So all is not lost. But um, if my proxy, Matty Simo is listening, Never submitting an entry for the Survivor ever again. Well, Tuesday morning doing a show versus when we have to submit for the contest by Friday, correct? What's the time on Friday? Well, we got that premiere membership, so we can actually submit on Saturday. Uh, So if guys like you fall asleep instead of sending me your final five, uh, we can bleed the deadline a little bit. So ultimately, we did pick against each other in the Survivor on Tuesday. But with respect, by Saturday, I felt differently. Now, I might have still. So we went with the Broncos. We're out week one. 56% of entries in this contest are out week one. Tons of favorites lost. You had said you liked the 49ers. If you had heard about those field conditions by Saturday morning, certainly we didn't submit the 49ers. But either way, we both went down on the Survivor. Not my favorite thing to talk about anyway. Um, But what an unmitigated disaster. Joe Osborne, who also has a show on the hammer teaser time. He was on the Eagles. Uh, You know, I'm I'm flying with the Eagles this year. But that, you know, that was a little, you know, I like that. No, and I I think that I have a very ignorant square approach when it comes to the survivor. I just like the uh, sort of life and death nature of it, for lack of a better way to put it. You know, it gets me going. It gets my adrenaline going. But uh, square as hell. Can we move on? Yeah, but I am square, but I will say when I saw Russell Wilson walk out to booze at the outset, you know, when Tom Brady went back to New England, you can be sure he was glorified. I know circumstances were different. It wasn't the first week of the season. 
but you can be sure I punched the Seahawks last night. I don't play a ton of NFL games on the necessarily going against my action, but you can be sure I liked Seattle come game time. The line was down to six. Anyway, uh, let's get to the five picks. We might as well not waste any time. Talk about last week because that was a highlight. Well done, John Anik. So we went four and one in the super contest. I'm going to call it super contest. It's super to me. I know it's a circle four pro football contest, but four and one, you get the credit. We were four and oh on Sunday. Broncos minus six and a half was me. They moved the ball all over the football field. Two fumbles on the goal line. If you didn't see it, a lot to get to with that game specifically in terms of not covering, but felt great going to bed Sunday night, as you said, with the lead in the contest. So four and one. We'll talk through the picks individually. Overall, you got to be pleased with your entry. Yeah, I'm not nearly as celebratory as you with a four and one in week one. As far as I'm concerned, you're only as good as your last game, which we lost. We were four and oh asleep ago. Uh, <laughs> and candidly, the Westgate Super Contest is nostalgic. You know, you got to be careful with the references a little bit, right? We are in the circuit contest. There's a lot of nostalgia that comes with the Westgate Super Contest, you know, um, but I digress on that. Overall, it was a good week. Certainly the Dolphins minus three and a half was what it ended up being uh, in the contest. And that was the number one selection for both of us. And, uh, you know, I do think the Patriots did have a lot of things kind of break against them in this game. And I do think they had their opportunities. So I'm not necessarily like hugely high on Miami coming out of that game, but certainly I think we steered people in the right direction there. I mean, Falcons plus five and a half was probably my favorite bet on the board come game time. And, um, you know, were it not for the Marcus Mariota fumble in the, uh, Red zone, uh, Atlanta wins that game outright, you know, so 13 rushing first downs. They outgained New Orleans in terms of total yardage. And, um, you know, I'll, maybe I'll be a glutton by season's end when it comes to Arthur Smith and the Falcons, but um, I'll be on him again probably in week two. Um, you know, Browns plus one and a half. Um, just leaned into the research a little bit there, you know, getting points with the better roster. They controlled the clock nearly 40 minutes uh, time of possession, uh, control the line of scrimmage. And uh, and that bet would have hit even if the field goal, we, they, they were down one. So you had yeah, the one and right. a half. That was the line in the super contest. So that would have yeah. hit even if that last Cade York field goal doesn't go yeah. through. Go ahead. Uh, Steelers plus six and a half. Um, you know, I was deciding on them or the Giants for that final leg. Uh, both would have come in. Big number with Pittsburgh. You know, box score, not too friendly here on a uh, Tuesday morning. Can't always rely on forcing a bunch of turnovers. And, and the team's very banged up right now, you know, going home for New England in week two. But we like the Steelers there. And, uh, you know, Broncos minus six and a half was our final pick just square as hell. So in case some of you viewers don't know, our boy John Anik uh, is a traveling man for the ultimate fighting championship. So, so ultimately you're sort of burning it at both ends constantly. Tell the viewers what your viewing experience was like for the national football league on Sunday. If you, may. yeah. So you may want to fade me for week two. If you don't want to back a guy who didn't like ingest the entire NFL, certainly it did my research in advance of the show today. Uh, but we were limited flying back from Las Vegas on Sunday. So uh, I went to a club. I went to daylight at Mandalay Bay after the pay-per-view. <laughs> you know, usually um, it's cheeseburgers for me after the show. I know this time around it was I, I'm rethinking my entire post pay-per-view routine. I feel like I need to become a clubber again now. <laughs> I say again as if I ever was that guy. Um, but I don't know. I think she was looking at me. I think this chick was looking at me anyway. Um, so. I sleep for about an hour on the airplane and I wake up and I look to my left and I realize I'm flying to Miami and, you know, I got two rich guys in first class with the biggest iPads I've ever seen. And they both have Patriots Dolphins playing. So I was able to watch the game sort of vicariously through them and uh, was able to get another game on my TV, uh, Bengals and Steelers. So uh, that's what my viewing experience was like. But, um, 
you know, excited at least for week two to, uh, oh no, I got to fly back to Vegas, but at least I'll be able to watch the one o'clock PM Eastern games uh, coming up here week two. So just to recap real quick, four and one in the circuit contest, Falcons plus five and a half dolphins minus three and a half Browns plus one and a half Steelers plus six and a half and Broncos minus six and a half. The title of the show is annex squared. I had a little bit of a square week. Um, Overall, we do this other contest where we pick every game against the spread. And oftentimes for me, that's a good gauge to how I sort of feel about the slate. If I do a good percentage overall on the total, I tend to have a good feel. I was eight and eight overall, nothing to write home about. But either way, four and one, you know, you get out to a start in this thing, one and four, you're not winning a million dollars. So we're, we're, we're in the ball game. Quickly, we're going to just get to our five against each other. John went three and two. I went two and three. Really square week for me. I had the Dolphins minus three. Now, keep in mind, our lines are as of Tuesday. That's when we record the show. So Dolphins minus three. These are as of September 6th. Ravens minus seven. Now, I was on the Saints minus five and a half at the Falcons in, against you. You can be sure that by the end of the week, I had a different feeling about that. But that just is what it is. So that would never get in our five, but we need to punch our ticket here. I'm not going to be switching up my picks as the week goes on, unless you think we should be able to do that. No. <laughs> two and three. Anyway, I had the Titans minus five against the Giants. Uh, I thought they were going to win the football game. Didn't, wasn't really worried about the spread. And then the Broncos. So two and three for me, three and two for you. Uh, Bills on Thursday. Great, great stuff, man. Everyone was so- coming around on the Rams. Go ahead. One of the inconvenient truths of the contest is that if you play the Thursday game, you have to submit your entire five at that point in time. So I am reluctant most weeks to play that Thursday night game. But um, but darn it, if I didn't like Buffalo minus two and a half Falcons plus five and a half Dolphins minus three uh, Jets plus seven. Gosh, man, I am a glutton for punishment when it comes to the New York Jets. And again, I'll probably be on them in week two again, as crazy as that is. Is that emotional hedging? On the Cleveland Browns. No, I like the head coach and I like the way they've drafted Um, 49ers minus seven. Obviously, I had no action on that come game time. That field was just slop. So, um, you know, happy with the three and two out of the shoot against you. Even happier with the four and one in the circuit contest. And uh, we'll see how it goes from here in terms of our wager, I guess, for uh, going head to head. You know, I was sort of thinking because our alcohol tolerance, I guess, is relatively low. At this stage of our lives, I was thinking that whoever loses head to head in the five picks, um, loser takes six shots of tequila in an hour um, on the air or whatever. That's a 60 minutes. That's, That's not terrible. Maybe we'll do, about how about do six shots in 30 minutes? So I weigh about 150 pounds. That, I'd be feeling nice. All right. I five shots in 30 minutes then. Anyway, maybe five and 45 every nine no. minutes. Anyway. Nope. But I will say, would it, all right, six and 60, I like. But if no, if we're doing it on the show, maybe five and 30, yep. do it on five the show. I like 30 it. minutes. All right. All right. I will be doing that. You can be sure. I just, I'm feeling square. You were sharp this week. You were, you were. So, oh, you're not, on. I don't think you're going to beat me head to head, you know? And what's interesting too, is that, you know, oftentimes you probably are the guy who has more time to research these games, you know, as I'm, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not no. saying that with a, well, I'm not saying that with any sort of malice, uh, but literally I finished prepping the UFC pay-per-view on Saturday night. Uh, and I got in bed or I guess on Friday night and I got in bed and spent 45 minutes sort of trying to wrap my head around the NFL a little bit. And, um, you know, every minute counts, but, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to beat you head to head. I feel pretty good about my comp. 
competition. Um, well, the, I think we benefited for the contest by you being in your pay-per-view prep mode. Obviously, anyone who follows the Ultimate Fighting Championship, huge shakeup with with all the fights. So you were really in work mode. I think that benefited us when you're when you sort of tweaked over to the NFL. Um, we're yeah. locked in in the brain. So anyway, before we get to our week two selections, I just want to get in a few things for week one. I'm going to begin with Brian Dable. Bro, you didn't get to see this dude and anyone who ingested the NFL. Now I'm red zone channel, so I missed some of this, but Daniel Jones threw a terrible pick in the end zone at one point after the defense had turned the football back over to the Giants. And Dable's like ripping him on the sidelines. And I guess they went back and forth a little bit, but like ripping him. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, um, dude certainly cares. And Daniel Jones sort of make or break. He certainly has some moments. He moves better than Snack Jones, you can be sure. Um, yeah. And certainly under the tutelage of Brian Dable, rather than Joe Judge, I think there's potential there. But Brian Dable, I want to shine some light, some love. I mean, everyone talking about this guy today, but I'm going to do it anyway. This dude, when I think about a guy like Josh McDaniels, sort of walking up the sidelines for the Las Vegas Raider, and, and then I see a guy like Brian Dable. So, uh, he had great play calls. They ended up going for two. Anyone who didn't see the game to take a one point lead Titans come back, miss a field goal. So they end up winning the game, but this dude, all right, four C's for this dude. Okay. Command conviction, charisma, which I think is huge. Sean McVay yep. has huge yeah. charisma for head coach, command, conviction, charisma, and cojones. Dude has balls. Yeah. And these to me, for, for Dable, I, you see his players gravitate towards him. He has that. He has just sort of the it factor. where People want to be near him in the room. All sorts of guys coming up to him. Whatever it is, the culture has changed and flipped on its access in New York. Giants fans should be thrilled. You're not going to like this, but I, the time at Belichick, I, don't, I am a Patriots fan. Belichick's time should be done soon. You're going to kill me for going back down there. I would have loved Dable oh. to be the next guy. The oh. New York Giants, you got to, I'm happy for that fan base. I can't believe I'm saying it as a New Englander. Talk to me about your thoughts about Brian Dable. Well, I think there are a lot of guys who were overdue for an NFL head coaching opportunity, Leslie Frazier and others. You know, I think Dayball certainly was overdue for an opportunity. And intangibly, you and I will lean into this maybe more than others will. But there is no denying that. I will run through a brick wall for UFC president Dana White. And we were all ready to in a COVID-19 climate that made that seemingly pretty difficult. And I do believe that he is a unifying force. And I don't know. I just love seeing some of those visuals with him and Saquon on the sidelines. I, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I think momentum is real. And there's no doubt. That part of the reason I land on Pittsburgh plus six and a half, even if I don't think Mike Tomlin is the best X's and O's guy in the world, um, is because those guys will, you know, barge through a brick wall. For and I do believe Dayball is cut from the same cloth. So, um, you know, I can't say as a Patriots fan that uh, I'm happy for the New York Giants, but I, I do believe that for a franchise that has a great fan base the way they do, it's, it's kind of nice to see that that it appears early on that uh that they have a guy that uh, the players really want to play hard for. All right. So when, another thing I have to get to, cause I'm a fucking square. All right. I played one money line underdog this weekend. Yeah. Right. Do you want to, who, who was, was that? The Detroit lions against Joe Osborne and the Philadelphia Eagles. And well, I love I the Eagles know. this year. Go ahead. I, you're very liberal with the word square and using it. I mean, I, you know, I, I was selective. I played Detroit plus, Five and a half. I, you know, I, I mean, and that's right. it. I, you know, were, I don't were know. you drinking the hard knocks Kool Aid like me? I don't. The whole pros versus Joes. You know, I know the the show. The show name is Annex Squared. 
very clearly because, you know, we are not semi-professional betters. You know, I could go full time on this and I'd never be as good as Rob Pozzola. But, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think when you bet on sports every day dating to 1996, if you don't have some sharp in you, um, you need to retire. But I also think a great example of that, the Browns this week, my first Browns Panthers, my first instinct, I like the Browns. You certainly like the Browns. They, you got to think have, have ways in which they think they can contend Baker Makefield. Obviously that was a close game. Could have gone either way, but all week long, I'm hearing plenty of people that I trust loving Carolina, not only in game one in the season, thinking he's going to throw for 400 yards, McCaffrey's healthy. And I started listening to some of that to make me a little shaky. And when I saw that you submitted the Browns, I was like, well, that was my first instinct. So that's one part of Tuesday that I I do like the first instinct. Um, But anyway, should we roll into week two? Yeah, I just wanted to say Steelers Bengals was a wild game in week one. And I was able to watch sort of a lot of that. And, uh, you know, this Jamar Chase is something else. Joe Mixon runs so hard and, I'm glad, though, for Pittsburgh's sake that they were able to get the win, you know, but I think Cincinnati will uh, will still be there at the end of the year. I really, really believe in that team and, uh, you know, sloppy with the football, though, in week one. But that was an exciting game for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Steelers certainly deserve to win. You can be sure I had all sorts of square action on the Bengals tied to parlays and teasers. What an absolute mess. But week week one, let's go. Yeah, let's go. All right. So you were sharp this week. You got the hot start. So start us off. First pick. So All like right, a million Giants, four minus two and a half. I'm getting my lines this morning on DraftKings Sportsbook minus two and a half against the Carolina Panthers. You know, I'm not going to mention any names, but I heard somebody give out a pick like Cleveland minus three and a half against the Jets. And then I go check the number and it's six. Right. So I can assure you on Annex Square, we're going to give you a playable line. So right now on a Tuesday morning, Giants minus two and a half home to the Carolina Panthers. And, um, you know, simplistically, let's ride the wave. You know, week three, the Giants are home to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football without Dak Prescott. I like the Dallas defense, you know, but it does stand to reason that the Giants could begin three or four and oh here. Uh, I like the Giants to ride the momentum. I do think Daniel Jones can play a hell of a lot better. And uh, I think, you know, the price is short under a field goal right now. Giants minus two and a half against the Panthers. That's a line that I'm going to be shocked if it stays at two and a half. That's another one of my five. You can be sure Brian Dable's first home game as a head football coach in the NFL. Where do I sign? I um, love this guy. I liked him before week one. So Baker Mayfield, as as the Carolina Panthers kick a field goal with, I think, a minute 13 to go. Camera pans to him. He knows the camera's on him. Little smile like, yeah, I, I beat my former team. You didn't. You know, you didn't. And now you're 0-1. Cade York beat you week one. New York will get you week two. I'm on the Giants with you, minus two and a half. But that, in, so you would almost think, all right, we're both on the Giants. We're going to play it in the contest. It's not going to shock me if it's three, three and a half. I like it at three. I probably like it at three and a half, sort of similar to what happened with the Dolphins in week one. Giants, minus two and a half. I'm going to go number two. Time to give my boy Tom Terrific some love. I'm going with the Buccaneers, minus three at the Saints. Uh, not a great night necessarily offensively for Tampa Bay, but the team, the 53 is deep, yeah. good defense. Um, that was the night game to play in week one, not Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. Yeah. So anyway, I like the Buccaneers minus three, uh, second pick. Buccaneers are minus three at new Orleans, Tom Brady, one and four against the saints since arriving in Tampa <laughs> Bay. But of course the one win did come in an NFC divisional playoff game. Historically, not great numbers there. Obviously it's a very difficult 
place to lay points on the road. Um, but I do like the Buccaneers, not in my five, but I do like the Buccaneers. Tom Brady just throws a fantastic ball. Guy is absolutely unbelievable. You know, Better than Mac I know Jones. we grew up New England Patriots. I actually think Mac Jones and Tua Tagovailoa, after watching that game, two of the worst quarterbacks I saw this week. So, you know, your, two of your the worst boy, quarterbacks in the NFL. Your boy, Ryan Rossillo, uh, pushed out a, yeah, I think he, it was on his podcast, but saying Tua is a backup. He's, He's like, about 100%. You know who else is a backup? Mac Jones. I'm sorry. I, I, I you don't I'm have to sorry. tell me. Yeah. You have to right, tell so me. I'm not on the Bucks uh, in my five, but I do like. Tampa Bay minus three uh, at New Orleans forced to pick a side. Um, I'm going to buy a Geno Smith player t-shirt at this point in time. I might even try to get like an old West Virginia jersey, right? Isn't that where he went? Seahawks plus eight and a half at San Francisco. Historically, most of our audience knows in this series, Seattle has dominated. The Seahawks have won 17 of the last 20 in the series with the 49ers dating to 2013. And Russell Wilson may not be walking through that door, but Geno Smith is. And I think it's a lot of points. San Francisco has got a whole lot to prove. I love the 49ers defense. You know, I do think that week one game against Chicago in many respects can be tossed out. But, um, you know, Trey Lance has a lot to prove. And uh, at least right now, eight and a half with Seattle. I like the way they looked on both lines. You know, Rashad Penny, the box score didn't look amazingly great this morning, but I just think he has fresh legs. And uh, I think he'll go up over 100 yards. I like Seattle uh, plus eight and a half at San Francisco in week two. Why are you crossing your arms so much today? You know, know. you host, you host your own podcast. As some folks know, the Anakin Florian podcast, none of those guys give you shit. Kenny Florian, Ray Longo, Mero, none of those guys. I'm like sitting back with your arms crossed anyway. So, so that sounds pretty square. You just took in the Monday night game and now you're riding with Seattle. They didn't score a lot of points last night. Uh, I thought there were some real bad moments to me. Uh, I think it's a, I love it's the, the 49ers minus eight and a half is not my five, but I am not with you on that game at all. I think the 49ers to me, you can throw away that game. They're coming home in almost a must win situation. Seattle's going to be riding high emotional letdown after Monday night. That's a blowout on the board for me. I'll be trying to convince you not to put that in our five thrilled that I'll bank a point there against you. Uh, moving on to my third selection. If you don't mind the Pittsburgh Steelers, plus one and a half hosting the New England Patriots. Uh, the Pats still getting respect in Vegas, still favored to me. Um, and I yeah. understand Trubisky had some forgettable moments. The Steelers really did try to lose that football game. I'm just fading. Belichick, Patricia, Joe Judge, Mac Jones. I'm fading huh. that group. So Mac Jones, I know I said this last week, but Joe Judge had so many forgettable moments with the New York Giants, really just seeming immature on the microphone at press conferences and yeah. appearing the anti-Brian Dable to me. And is it, so he, he's the quarterback's coach. I know they don't know who's calling plays or who the offensive <laughs> coordinator <laughs> is because <laughs> Belichick's just like doing his thing, you know, just a renegade makes me nuts. Anyway, Steelers plus one and a half. Mike Tomlin's ability to win games, regardless of circumstance. Uh, I could listen to him on the microphone all day long. I'm willing to be wrong here against you. I, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be in the five. This is the type of game uh, over the years where the Patriots just win and then they get to one and one and they'll, you know, I think they'll go zero and four. They'll find their way to claw to two and two or some shit, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going with the Steelers. They did struggle mightily. Um, I'm going with the Steelers plus one and a half. Uh, you might be too. 
I no, I'm not. I didn't like the third down play calling for New England. I just don't like the way the ball comes out of Mac Jones's hands. And I'm sure that people who are ingesting this podcast in video or audio form just feel like there's a lot of sort of Mac Jones venom. Um, but that is the mm, team that we watch every week. And, uh, you know, he just does not pass the eye test for me. Forced to pick a side here on Tuesday. I guess I'd go with Pittsburgh, but they are certainly banged up. I mean, players were walking off of that field, limping off of that field left and right. You know, Najee Harris didn't return. I don't know if it's a plantar fasciitis thing or whatever the hell he's dealing with. TJ Watt obviously is going to be out. And you could, you know, as a play-by-play announcer, you get pretty good at lip reading and, TJ Watts said, I tore my pec. Now it yeah. seems like he's not going to need surgery, but he's certainly going to miss several weeks. So, um, you know, again, we aren't privy to the injury report here, taping on a Tuesday, but, um, you know, well, uh, Pittsburgh's and, uh, not going to be in my fight. Your boy, Doug Gottlieb pushed out a tweet. You know, you don't get second and third opinions, you know, most of the time when things are looking good, um, but we'll see. Actually, I think I did hear something about it might only be six weeks for TJ Watt, but either way, he's not yeah. going to be there against new England, but Minka Fitzpatrick will you think that dude wants to win a football game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Glad he's not in the Patriots division anymore. Came from the Dolphins. Anyway, who do you got next? How many points are the Buffalo Bills going to score against the Tennessee Titans is the question, right? How many points are the Buffalo Bills going to score? How many possessions on which are the Buffalo Bills going to punt this season, right? I'm listening. Bills minus nine and a half, and again, Bills minus nine and a half against Tennessee. Extra time to prepare. Um, and when I get to the Falcons, I'm going to talk out the other side of my mouth on that. Um, but extra time to prepare for Buffalo. I think they score more than 30. I'm not sure Tennessee gets to 20. Not overthinking it here. It's a big number. Buffalo minus nine and a half against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I mean, I'm fade- that is not in my five. I'm fading the Titans on the season. I don't love betting against a team that has their back against the wall, especially to fight Mike Vrabels. Uh, so that's a lot of points there. Um, but uh, I, I, that's a tough one for me. It's certainly not in my five. My fourth selection, I don't like the number, but I got to go with the Baltimore Ravens minus three and a half. And, and if you don't mind, I'm going to digress here. I did you tell a, the audience who they're playing as well. Ravens minus three and a half versus Dolphins. Thank you. No, I'm Thanks. glad you're here. I, I have no problem if, if I say stuff or if I'm a little bit slacking that you, hey, I don't mind if you, but I'm driving the bus here, I think, right? I get it started, right? Like, what's up, Annex Squared? This is Jason Annex, right? Hosted yeah, here. That's yeah, me. Right? Yeah. Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. You know that book? Mo yeah, Williams. I do, but most of the audience probably doesn't. Um, Don't let the pigeon drive the bus, folks. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but before Can I get imagine to the Imagine if you, we start calling you the fucking pigeon after all this. I mean, that would be so insulting. That'll work, though. Anyway, Ravens, Raven, Ra- Ravens minus three and a half versus Dolphins. Before I get to that, I did place a couple futures before after our show aired last week before the week started. So I did place the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, I believe, and and to win the, the American Football Conference. I don't have the odds in front of me, but another bet I placed that I absolutely loved, the Dallas Cowboys plus 175 not to make the playoffs. I played that during the Ooh. week. That looks pretty good now. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. Ravens minus three and a half. I don't like the number, but I didn't like a lot of what I saw out of the Dolphins in week one. The Patriots threw up all over themselves, a couple big plays in particular. I thought the Patriots looked pretty fast on defense as Tom E. Curran uh, of NBC Sports Boston alluded to. But I don't love the Dolphins overall as a football team. But Baltimore, to me, I just think they're going to have a great year. I think they handle business here. If the number moves, I might hesitate to play it in the contest. I don't know how hard it'll be to convince you. I'm riding with the Ravens minus three and a half. No, I can understand that. And it seemed as though the Ravens minus seven against the Jets was a pretty popular selection contest wide uh, in week one. 
And for those listeners out there wondering who keeps extending like the conference and the league, uh, that's Jason who keeps saying American football conference in a super uh, annoying way. Next selection for me, Eagles (laughs) minus one and a half against the Minnesota Vikings. I understand uh, the bullish nature of a lot of people out there on the Minnesota Vikings. And obviously, Justin Jefferson scares the hell out of me. And uh, as does the new uh, head coach in Minnesota. And Kevin O'Connell. Hearing, yeah. And just hearing the way Adam Thielen and other players talk about them being in attack mode. You know, I think Minnesota is going to be heard from. And I love your futures, obviously, that you have on them after week one. Um but uh, I'm team Jalen Hurts, minus one and a half. The price is short. Devontae Smith was not held catchless his entire rookie year last year. Wow. Four targets, didn't catch a ball in week one. So uh, I just think there's room for growth. Four rushing touchdowns, four different guys from the Eagles on the ground. And, uh, you know, they could beat you through the air, obviously, with A.J. Brown getting double-digit catches. They can beat you on the ground. I like the defense. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know where this price is going to go. You know, I bought it down to one and played it, but Eagles minus one and a half at home against Minnesota will absolutely uh, be a play for me this week. Fly Eagles fly. You can be sure I'm right with you there. So they didn't cover against Detroit last week. um, But I think the link it's still called the link, right? So Lincoln financial field, I think it'll be lit. You've been there. Correct. Yes, I have. You love that place. If I'm not, I do, man, I really, I like the aesthetic. So, you know, I love the purple and gold Minnesota Vikings. Um, so, you know, they say you get three points for being at home. So, so you're telling me the Vikings will be minus four and a half in Minnesota. That makes sense to me. I think maybe a little more hype, but I don't know, man. I absolutely love Philly here. We'll probably be square as hell. I don't really care where the line ends up. I like buying it down to one. You can be sure. But if it stays at one and a half, you can be sure that'll be a contest play. So that rounds out my picks. Just to sum up mine before you, I got, you got one more. Um, I got Buccaneers minus three at Saints. Giants minus two and a half versus Carolina Steelers plus five versus the Patriots Ravens minus three and a half versus the Dolphins Eagles minus one and a half versus the fight, the Vikings. All right. So Falcons plus 10 and a half at the Los Angeles Rams and the Rams are still going to have to prove it to me a little bit. Obviously I do believe that they will sort of write the ship and I do have them as the NFC representative in the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona, but, uh, I like Atlanta. You know, I like Atlanta. You know, Kyle Pitts did nothing in week one. I think it stands to reason that he's going to have a big week, too. And, uh, you know, Mariota obviously scares me a little bit against that defensive front of Los Angeles. But I don't know that it's what it was last year. And, uh, you know, Mariota essentially is responsible for that Atlanta loss in week one. So I think he'll be motivated. You know, Drake London, get his legs under him a little bit. Patterson obviously rushed the hell out of the football and, uh, you know, Give me the double-digit points with the Atlanta Falcons, whom I will be riding uh, all year until, um, you know, they look at least the way that everybody was expectant that they would look as a, you know, four or five win team. So uh, for me, New York Giants minus two and a half, Seattle Seahawks plus eight and a half, Buffalo Bills minus nine and a half, Philadelphia Eagles minus one and a half, and the Atlanta Falcons plus ten and a half at the defending Super Bowl champion LA Rams. <clears throat> I like it. Um, certainly would love to get at least another four wins, at least or at least three and two. I, I know that our sights should be set high, but keep the train rolling in the right direction. Stay above 500. One thing I just want to say before we get out of here, you know, last night when Russell Wilson took the field to those boos, I expected the Broncos to flood him, his teammates, right? It's almost like he's finding a guy to give daps to, you know what I mean? And Ugh. like, and I've always sort of felt and like I'm a, certainly a fan of the game, but, you know, there are a lot of teammates um, past and, you know, not present, certainly, but a lot of past teammates that 
you know, you just sort of wonder about the relationship. Seems like he was on an island a little bit. You, you can be sure a guy like Tom Brady goes out of his way to, to have a connection with everyone. And some of that yes. is natural. Say that sort of again. That's the rub. He really does go out of his way. You know, there are leaders and there are bosses and there are bosses who can't be leaders. And I, you're right, man. I mean, those visuals, I think, can be. T- I mean, I picked the Broncos to finish last place in the division. So, uh, you know, you know how I feel. Uh, well, but, but yeah, that's not saying much with that division. Anyway, yeah. um, we're enjoying it on Annex Squared. I'd like to sit here and talk some more stuff to you, but, you know, maybe go tee it up. Um, but anyway, we're enjoying it. We appreciate the opportunity to be here on The Hammer. Check out the website, thehammer.bet. The hammer.bet. Check it out. All sorts of great content about betting. A lot of sharp guys there too. Um, yeah. John, you got anything else before we get out of here? Just, we would encourage everybody to check out all the other content on the hammer. We're thrilled to be a part of this. And uh, certainly if you guys want to hit us up on social media at annex squared, send us your selections. If you have your five selections and want to play along with us throughout the course of the season. Uh, and we will try on social media periodically on Sundays to get our five out there, the five picks that we've actually entered into the contest so that you can uh, follow or fade at your own discretion. But um, yeah, week one in the books and uh, four and one is a pretty good start. So we'll see if we can't get to uh, three and two at the very least here in week two. I love it. Well, for our great producer, Zach Phillips, for Jonathan Matthew Anik. My name is Jason Anik. We'll see you next Tuesday on Anik Squared on The Hammer. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Later. <laughs>